This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Research shows African-American women at high risk for breast cancer do less than white women when it comes to getting preventative care. What can be done to encourage this potentially life-saving care among all women? This is a wake-up call about prevention education and the idea that cancer prevention is a thing or that it might be possible for us to manage our risk of cancer in some ways is a relatively new idea. Then, want to lose your bad habits and get some good ones? A performance expert says the best way is to make tiny changes. Some small, better behavior today often doesn't feel like a whole lot. But if you repeat those habits, all of a sudden you turn around and you have these very different results. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. InfoTrack comes your way right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A recent study shows a disparity between African-American women and white women when it comes to their pursuit of preventative breast cancer care. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco is here with the story. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Ohio State University says its new study is the first to look at differences in how black and white women at high risk of breast cancer make decisions on proactive prevention. And the study attempts to explain why the decisions apparently differ by race. Joining me now is Taslim Padamsi, the study's lead author and assistant professor of health services management and policy. Professor, big picture here. Although you studied women, this seems like it might be an extremely useful wake-up call for women and men of any color to educate themselves on cancer prevention, isn't it? Yes, Gina, I think that's correct. And I think in general, this is a wake-up call about prevention education and the idea that cancer prevention is a thing or that it might be possible for us to manage our risk of cancer in some ways is a relatively new idea. So it's not too surprising that we are in the process of educating individuals and also healthcare providers about the idea that we need to think about cancer as something that we can prevent in some ways or at least reduce the risk of in some ways and how we might do that. Some people may be uncomfortable asking questions of their doctors, but what do they say an informed patient is the best patient? What would you encourage? I would definitely encourage patients to talk to their physicians about these things and just to remember that, you know, your physician is also a human being who has perhaps their own thoughts about these issues and whatever you're hesitant about may also be challenging for them. So just bringing it up, if you have a concern, you can ask generally about cancer risk in your family or health risks in your family history. If you know that there are particular cancer history that you have, like say from your parents, grandparents, cousins, and so on, that's something to bring up when you're discussing family history and general health with your healthcare provider and just say something as easy as, you know, I know I have this kind of history in my family. Do you think this puts me at particularly important risk. Is this something I should be thinking about? Is there anything I should be doing about this? And just try to open the conversation and see what kind of information your healthcare provider might be able to give you. And to your study now, what were some specific preventive measures that black women at high risk of cancer were less likely to take than white women? These are findings that we were replicating from other studies, and actually they showed up just the same in our study about the actual decisions. So we know that for people at high risk of breast cancer, there are a variety of things you can do. You can have additional screenings beyond what a person at average could have. 
and black women are less likely to do that. You can have genetic testing if that's appropriate for you to find out exactly more information about your individual level of risk. Black women are also less likely to do that. And then for people at particularly high risk, there are options that are preventive surgeries and preventive medications. And again, our study finds, like others, that African-American women are less likely to do those things. So those are kind of the decisions. And then the really unique thing about our study is that we were able to dive much deeper because we had in-depth qualitative conversations with women to understand how women make those kinds of choices. And tell us what you found, because this is how your study broke new ground, the first to help explain the reasons behind these racial differences. Yeah, exactly. So we work backward from the decisions that women actually make to the layers of information and emotion and understanding that underlie those decisions in order to try to understand how the decisions are coming about and, as you said, how they may be coming about differently for different groups of women. So just backwards from the decision that you're making about a particular healthcare behavior that you might do, you, of course, have to know that that thing exists. So, for instance, you have to know that there are preventive surgeries and that they might be relevant to you if you're going to consider whether or not you're going to do that. And right away there, we found that white women were much more likely to actually be considering or doing those kinds of very specific interventions. And then backing up to the second layer, behind that specific information about preventive care options is a deeper layer of general information about managing breast cancer risk, those ideas that risk maybe can be managed and what would that mean. And usually that involves access to a specialist or specialist-type information, like a genetic counselor or a breast health specialist. And many fewer of the black women in our study had had access to any kind of specialist relevant to this issue, even once. So 70% of white women in the study had seen a specialist and only 15% of black women had, which really reduces that general level of information on which you might be making decisions. So it boils down to being aware of the options. Black women less aware of them. White women had more opportunities and become aware of the options. Yeah, I think awareness of the options and understanding of those options is absolutely critical. And there's another element, which is your ability to access and use those options once you know that they are there. And that's influenced by things like your financial status, whether you have insurance, gaps in insurance, whether your insurance covers a test or a procedure you'd like to have whether you have access to specialist providers who cost more. In the United States context, all of these financial issues are really important. Also, there's some more general sort of psychological and life things. So African-American women are more likely to be dealing with other health concerns at the same time. And if you're dealing with a current health concern, you're less likely to be thinking about preventing a cancer that might happen in the future. And African-American women are less likely to have the sense that like breast cancer or breast and ovarian cancer is a specific thing that one could think about and understand as preventable, as opposed to just kind of all cancers are in general one big set. And knowing that breast and ovarian cancer may be a specific kind of risk also helps facilitate learning more specifically about what those intervention methods might be. We're visiting with Assistant Professor Taslim Padamsi, lead author on a groundbreaking study from Ohio State about race and preventive care for those at high risk of breast cancer. Professor, you talked about the health care plans. Did you find differences between coverage for African-American women versus whites? And might it explain why fewer blacks than white women were treated by a specialist? Yeah, this is something that we will be able to say more about in about a year when the results of our next study come in because we have a much bigger sample of people. 
And so we'll be able to look at this quantitatively and actually compare the numbers in a stronger way. But from the data that we do have from this initial exploratory sample, it does look like African-American women are more likely to have a gap in their insurance or have no insurance at the current time, health insurance, and that they are more likely to have health insurance plans that cause them to not be able to do things related to their breast cancer risk. So not be able to have, say, a screening MRI not be able to see a specialist or a genetic counselor, not be able to have a genetic test. And some of this is about what people know that their insurance will cover. And it may be that black women also know less about their actual insurance policies. But certainly there does seem to be a strong difference that black women are more often lacking the kind of insurance coverage they need in order to be proactive, even if they know about these things and would like to be proactive. And you hinted at some of the logistical barriers preventing or making it harder for black women to get preventive care. Can you drill down and list what some of those are? For instance, if you want to have a genetic test, you need to either be able to afford it or know that your health insurance will cover it and know that you do. And then you need to be able to access a genetic counselor and somehow pay for that. And then you need to be able to get the information about how to get the test and then get a genetic test. And the more sophisticated interventions having to do with preventive surgeries and medication that are particularly for very high risk women are even harder to access in terms of the level of information and specialist care that you need to get in to see. So that's partially about knowing that these things are in your community, which is about having your primary care provider tell you and being able to financially afford a lot of those things. And we also have whatever the interactions are like within healthcare once women are actually there, because we know that some of these problems are not just about getting into care. They're about what happens when we are actually in care. And unfortunately, we have documented in other areas of health research a variety of racial disparities in the way that black and white women are treated when they're actually in care. And that's probably having an effect here as well. What are some of the specific resources that a woman can find online to research the latest in prevention options? A couple of sources I can think of. The American Cancer Society does a lovely job of distilling the most current information into a way that regular people can read and use and then also providing all the background. So if you go in there, you find the basics, you find what you need, great. And if you want to drill down and understand more details, you can get it from there as well. There's an organization called FORCE which is the largest national nonprofit that is attempting to serve the needs of people at high risk of breast and ovarian cancer. And they also have a wealth of information about risk, what it might mean to be at risk. And if you are, what might some of your options be? And that kind of education can also help you facilitate those conversations with your healthcare providers when you do try to have them. Taslim Padamsi, Assistant Professor at Ohio State University. Thank you for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Gina. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, the secret to end bad habits and get good ones. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 